You're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam, streaming on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and at DCAUreview.com. Now, here's today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 60 of the DCAU Review. I'm Cal, and with me as he always is, DCAU Review Twitter guru, it's my good brother, Liam. Liam, it's episode 60, and it just so happens we have one of the best and most important episodes Closing out the month of Superman that we've been doing here with a really good one. Yeah, it's uh, it actually ended up being, although it wasn't originally intended to be this way, ended up being the, the series finale, that being Legacy, Parts 1 and 2. Um, originally this was planned to air earlier in the season and potentially you know go on for a while. Uh, James Tucker actually uh, recently uh, responded to us on Twitter and uh, was discussing it basically the whole idea was that they always wanted that idea of the the world kind of distrusting Superman to be in the Bible of the show and they thought that this episode which uh, uh, we'll get into the, the main plot in a second here would would sort of help further that story and would sort of be a, th- a, a theme for the rest of the series would be him uh, you know fighting to to regain the trust of the uh, of the people. But as uh, you know, things happen, production issues, and then this ended up being the last series. They weren't renewed after this season, so uh, this ended up being the final episode. But it's a very newsworthy one, and a lot of the themes that were set up in this are followed up on later on in Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. That's the cool part, you know. We we you mentioned it's supposed to, it was supposed to be earlier on. They were hoping to get it to play out in this series, but instead, it just lays the groundwork for what would be the next series and that being Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, of course, and the general distrust. But it is an episode that takes the idea that seemingly modern-day Batman always has regarding Superman, and that is, what if, or, and it's been played out, we talked about this when we did Brave New Metropolis, Yeah. what would happen if Superman all of a sudden decided his powers, he used his powers for evil, or he used his powers to take over the world? And uh, we'll get to the official synopsis in a second, but of course we find out that he's been brainwashed in this episode. So this isn't a case where Superman deciding of right. his own volition. Right. To, this isn't an to injustice, or as you mentioned, a brain, brain new metropolis situation. But he's manipulated into it at this right. point. But it's it is that thing, and they they play this out uh, pretty well in Justice League. They kind of use Green Arrow as the voice of a lot of that that feeling of like who could stop him if right. if he chose to you know to start uh attacking the earth right you have all you have everybody else on earth in theory is doesn't come close to or you know compared to the power that superman possesses yeah and the invulnerability and everything he possesses so yeah that's that's something that while we think because we know he's a good you know he's superman he's good he desires to only do good there's always going to be somebody that looks at it sideways or from a different point of view and says but what if Right. What if this were to happen? So let's get to our official synopsis for both of these episodes. It is a two-parter legacy part one and two, as you mentioned. Yes, sir. What are they? So for part one, we have, and it reads as such, Superman is brainwashed to believe that he is the adopted son of Darkseid, and now he has orders to conquer Earth. 
That's I mean that's breaks it down pretty yeah. pretty succinctly as we mentioned he gets he gets brainwashed and Darkseid convinces him and it we'll talk about it in visuals and animation but there's a there's a cool sequence where they kind of show you what the the brainwash sequence looks like and yeah they like they redo shots from the pilot from Last Son of Krypton Part Two I guess that would have been mm-hmm. of his of his teenage years and stuff but now he's in this apocalyptic garb and instead of flying through Kansas he's flying in through Apocalypse. It's really, really cleverly done. Really, really well done, um, yeah. Alright, so part two? And then the the synopsis for part two reads as such. Now free of Darkseid's influence, but in U.S. military custody after being subdued, Superman breaks free to retaliate against the new god, Despot. There you go. And I gotta say, as far as the plot for this episode is concerned, and we get to the end of part one comes where Superman finally recognizes Lois and seems to snap out of it. Lois is the person that seems to drag him out of his yeah. clouded... He, he was already, There was a series of events. Granny Goodness decides she's going to make his flag the Superman symbol. Yeah. That triggers something. He's already been having these dreams where he sees... He's fighting himself in the Superman garb. Yeah. Uh, even though he doesn't recognize who it is, he sees Jimmy Olsen. He sees Lois. He, you know, he sees these people... Clearly, they were in his past. He doesn't. Yes. He doesn't recognize them. But then, whatever happens, so there's something that triggers him to recognize Lois when she comes up, and uh, Kara, Kara Supergirl, is trying to trying to figure out what's going on. She, they're fighting. He's beating the tar out of Supergirl. Like this episode is violent. These very, episodes are violent. Very, very. They went. They pushed the limit. I think as far as what what they could handle on on a uh, you know on a on a children's cartoon. Yeah. What the what the censors would allow. But yeah, I, I think that. So part one ends with him sort of coming out of the fog, but in custody. He's yes, defeated. He's, they, he's, shoot a, they shoot a, like a kryptonite warhead type deal at him and, and Supergirl. And Lois is sort of also caught in the in the crossfire of that. So and then, so part one is seems just like action, 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 because it is Superman invading and Superman coming in, you know, coming to Earth. It's Superman trying to take over. Superman battling against yeah. the army. It's. Supergirl doing her best to try and battle back against Superman, and then the first the this first part, uh, the start of the second part rather, is a little more slow. They're yeah. in custody. It's they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. Lex is trying to convince the army to kill Superman. Yes, and then it's after that it's Superman's escape, and then really the final act of the show is Superman goes to Apocalypse and decides he's he's had enough. Yes, he's finished with. The the thread of Darkseid's reign over this entire series that we started covering a couple months ago when we when we did our monthly yeah, Superman almost there, a year ago. and now we're back here, and this is this is how they tied it up at least in this series. Certainly, Darkseid appears right. Justice League, but yeah, I I really really liked it. I like I think the low in the middle is what it needed. I think if it was act because it was so action packed yes. in the first part. That they needed a little bit of break. I gave I gave plot a perfect score, ten out of ten. It's so well balanced. The ending isn't as satis- satisfactory as you would hope. He doesn't kill Darkseid. Yeah. And I think spoiler alert, the end of Justice League Un- the the battle in Justice League Unlimited yes. is much more satisfactory. Yeah. The but, scale is also much larger. This right. This feels more like um, uh, sort of like maybe this is it's almost like comparing the the lightsaber fights in the original Star Wars versus some of the more spectacular lightsaber fights in the in, in the prequels. Sure. 
that's a, that's doesn't good... mean one is better or worse than the other. It's just they're kind of going for different emotions. Yep, absolutely. So I, yeah, ten out of ten for my my score. What did uh, what did you think of the plot? Yeah, I also gave it a perfect ten out of ten. Uh, I think it's it's such a great story. We talked about it all throughout the series. As you mentioned, Darkseid has as sort of loomed over as this large threat, and that that line that he tells him in uh, Apocalypse Now, "If you will not be my knight, you will be my pawn," comes to fruition here, where you know using Granny Goodness, he's able to hypnotize him, send him to Earth. He's also very clever to make sure there's no Apocalyptian flags flying when the invasion happens so it doesn't uh doesn't violate the treaty with new genesis mm-hmm. this is very it's a very like he's such a manipulative guy and to have that all come to a head and of course you have the scene of superman takes supergirl to star labs she's very badly injured uh professor hamilton doesn't want to help because he's uh, super superman superman at the very least is a fugitive mm-hmm. and uh it seems that they've sort of branded supergirl with the same with the same brush whether she deserves it or not which obviously mm-hmm. she didn't but uh and superman has to sort of threaten professor hamilton and of course that's a huge uh plot thread that comes back in in justice league unlimited down the line but um and then yes you get to that final battle where he tears through apocalypse he incinerates a bunch of parademons so you, great you see you see the fire shoot out of his eyes and then and then it flashes to just dark side watching the sky and you see the clouds are glowing red and it's so incredible and we're getting into visuals a little bit here but uh, it's but it it builds to this and he attack you know he co- tears through the furies he beats the piss out of calabac for old time's sake goodness. and grant yeah he, he damn near tortures Granny Goodness, throws her in the the same machine that she was using to uh, wipe his memory, to wipe his memory and, and sort of fries her brain. And then, yeah, they have this... He and Darkseid finally have... Uh, you know, it's the first time that we'd ever gotten to see Darkseid do anything besides sort of stand very stoically and, and fire those lasers out of his eyes to see Darkseid throw punches and take punches and... And they have this big battle, and as you mentioned, it's not like a super satisfying ending here. Mm-hmm. And if this is where the universe has ended, I think maybe the score is a little lower because it's kind of you know he throws Darkseid's car- you know half dead carcass at the feet of uh, these slaves on Apocalypse, and the slaves all slowly pick him up and 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 take him to, to to get medical attention, and he tells Superman that he's God on Apocalypse and. It's sort of this like downer note, and Superman almost goes to go after him again, and Supergirl convinces him not to because that would make him the same, right? Which is which is bringing Superman back to hey, he just because he turned you into or brainwashed you into that, that isn't who you really are. Yes, don't forget who you really actually are, which isn't that type of person. Yeah, and and then that that's a good Superman way as like even though it's not a super happy ending because. You don't get the, you know, the dark side doesn't get his comeuppance here. It's a good Superman way to be like, look, you made your point. You beat his ass, and now it's time to go home. And and he has his final scene on the, on the roof of the Daily Planet with Lois, and they share their first kiss, and they, you know, in the entire DCAU. And again, it seemed, you could tell they were setting up for things down the line. And again, a lot of this stuff, including some of Superman and Lois' relationship, gets to play out in Justice League. So I think the existence of, of a continuation, even though it wasn't in maybe the way the, the creators of this show thought it was going to be, 
really does help, and it really does make this a really special show. So, yeah, 10 out of 10. Absolutely. And one minor other thing we'll talk about, I'm sure, when we get to voice acting, but yeah. the fact they were able to weave Lex so pivotal. Yes! Lex had a very pivotal part in this episode, Lex being the person that is ironically getting his wish in all of this too and in trying to kill Superman yes but doing it under the guise of being a patriot yes is just it's 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 just an excellent second third layer to this episode Mm -hmm. works really well all right let's uh let's move on we can talk about that for probably another hour or so but let's move on to music uh Liam I thought music was was pretty strong in this episode I there's not a lot of super memorable notes. I think there's a couple yeah. variations of the Superman theme that they did well. Um, they play off the Superman theme, at least uh, when he's under the, the influence or under the brainwash of of Darkseid. They do a couple variations of, of the Superman theme. And then uh, when they're escaping the government facility, there's a couple of variations of the Supergirl, the Superman theme yeah. are played in minor keys they're played in a, in a little bit different way uh, a little more sinister way when he's he's Darkseid's pawn and a little yes. bit uh, a little bit you know, concerning like, yeah, when solemn or yeah. When, he, when, yeah, when they show Supergirl sort of on the hospital table you hear her, her theme played very like somber and softly mm-hmm. uh, it's it's really really effective for taking those existing themes and we've talked about that before of you know taking these themes and you don't just hear them one way to hear these themes played in a different way to evoke a different emotion from you is it's really really effectively done I thought especially in this episode uh, I gave music eight out of ten nice yeah I I gave music a seven out of ten so I'm right there with you. Um, I think that final that final scene, it's emotional enough. It didn't seem like they leaned into music too much in the battle between Superman and Darkseid. Yeah, There's, it's there, but I think I think I think that it didn't need to be. So for what it was, I think it, I think it was it was really good. Um, la- uh, next category, we'll talk about animation and visuals. Liam, I think this episode is very solid. There is a couple nitpicky things. There's a couple scenes where. Darkseid's uh, there's a uh, there was one scene that I noticed that they showed Darkseid's face and he was missing the details mm. of his you know kind of his forehead how yeah. he has those those divots in his forehead yeah there's a scene that was pretty close up too and for whatever reason they missed the detail on that um, I'm a little nitpicky in this area for this episode just because everything else is so good sure so I figure I have to, I have to be a little bit little bit more critical in this area. Um, I, th- I think the I think the color tones in certain scenes are, are a little bit it's uh, it's just different I think okay. because they have the red lights of the the red sun that rays that they use to dampen Supergirl and Superman's powers mm-hmm. that sort of dampens things they're also inside a lot which is hit or miss sometimes depending on how things look yeah. with that said I think it's really really strong I love the visual of the costume mm-hmm. that they gave. Clark or Superman as yes. the Son of Apocalypse costume, the helmet, the fact that he still used the heat vision out of it. That mm-hmm. whole opening sequence, by the way, where yeah, where it's you just see the apocalypse like tanks and parademons raining down on this alien race, and Superman is wearing this helmet with the horns on. It kind of looks like uh, the comic book version of Steppenwolf. Correct. Um, yeah, just and you just see him raining down. Really, all all the uh, initial visual clue that it's Superman is that he's using heat vision, but you just see him sort of 
just tearing through this army, and then you, you know at the at the end uh, you, you see him take off the helmet for the big reveal, and it's it's really well done. But yeah, that whole opening sequence is is really quite quite well done. Yeah, so f- for that reason, those are the things that I really liked about this. That final battle between him and Darkseid is great too. His costume gets ripped up. There's blood. Yeah, Darkseid's face getting messed up after his yeah. Omega Beams are f- turned back towards his own face, and really, really cool visual with that. I gave it a very strong 8 out of 10. What about you? Yeah, I gave it another perfect 10 wow. out of 10. I just, I think it's so, so well done. Even some of the, some of the minor stuff, like in the, in the opening of the episode where Supergirl is, uh, is piloting these Superman and Clark Kent drone robots mm-hmm. to try to keep up the appearances that he's that he's still around while he's been off on, on on Apocalypse, and Lex uses some sort of device to malfunction, to make a Superman robot malfunction, and it's just flying through the city, <laughs> smashing through buildings and <laughs> paintings and, and just causing havoc, and I thought that sequence was really well done. There's a couple of shots where Supergirl is in the Fortress of Solitude looking at a screen, and you kind of see a first-person view of the robot flying through the city. I thought that was really well done, and as I mentioned, the the and as you have as well, the the final sequence where, he, from the moment he shows up on Apocalypse to fight those parademons to you know the stuff with Granny to uh, the the battle with the Furies, he like flies through a fire pit and just keeps flying fast. And there's fire all around him, and then the fire peels off, and then all of the Furies fall off of him. That was a good shot. You just have him going. You know, he's just going so fast. Even before that, so the. The, when he decides he's going to Apocalypse, the scene where he, before he enters the boom tube, Lois comes up to him, and all it is is shadow. Yeah. And it's, you see, the outline is around them is lit, but you can't see their eyes, there's no facial features, it's just very, it looked like directly out of a comic book. Yeah. Right? And then when he arrives on Apocalypse, he's still lit the same way, where mm-hmm. you see the parademons coming at him, but he's completely in shadow until his eyes light up and the heat yes. vision shoots out. Yeah, that is that is yeah. really good. And as you mentioned, uh, the dream sequence in in part one when he's sort of first having doubts about who he is and he he fights uh, you know, the real Superman in his brain and that's all in shadow for a moment and then eventually you know, Superman steps out of the shadow and he sees that it's him and it's it's this uh, they just yeah, it's really, really well done and I probably could have nitpicked it a little bit, but I it's, I just try to go with my first instinct there and it's really, really stunning, and and yeah, that that final battle with Darkseid is there's so much person personal uh, stakes to it as well, and we'll get to that in voice acting as well. Superman sort of just lists all of the terrible things Darkseid has done to him personally mm-hmm. and to his friends and 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 the Earth, and and then they just unleash on each other. It's so well done. Yeah, I agree. All right, last category of the day, Liam, is our voice actors. Uh, we got a whole returning cast here, and it's it's an all star cast, baby. Yeah. Other than uh, the only really new player is is Charles Napier as General Hardcastle, who of course comes back later on in Justice League Unlimited in the uh, uh, Galatea episode. But other than that, it's as you mentioned, all star cast. You of course have Dan Delaney as Lois Lane, who plays She's a great. huge part of it. She's so good. She's so good in this episode. Um, one of her best, I think, of the uh, that we've that we've uh, reviewed Agreed. to date, and. Uh, you have you have David Kaufman as Jimmy Olsen. You have uh, returning Michael Dorn as Calabac. You have, uh, of course, Nicole Thomas Supergirl, who has a big part to play in this. I did not 
My recollection of this episode was I did not remember how much Supergirl was in this and how sort of integral she is. She really is. She's um, the reason why why Superman decides to go back to Apocalypse. Yes, basically. Um, he sees her her on her deathbed. She, there yeah, and, she's she's kind of the straw that breaks the camel's back, where he can no longer, um, where he can no longer stand to let Darkseid just kind of sit on, right. on this. You know, on his th- on his throne, he's he going to... on the offense. He's tired of playing right. defense. Um, but I thought Nicole Tom did a great, great job in this She's episode. Good. And then, of course, you have you have Ed, Ed Asner as Granny, who's just such. As we said it when we reviewed Little Girl Lost earlier this month. Just a delight. You you have a smile on your face the whole time. Uh, she's she's on the screen. Hashtag Ed Asner for Granny, by the Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Live action. Live <laughs> sign our petition. Uh, I I will have tweeted it out by now, but. Uh, yes, he's, he, he is so great as Granny, and again, really playing that, you know, all this flowery, like, maternal language, that then, and then it's undercut by the real sinister, like, creepy side of, of Granny, and, um, and then, of course, the, you know, the goat, call him the goat for a reason, Michael Ironside as Darkseid, the, uh, you know, it's, 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 the Joker is a different type of villain, so I don't think it's really fair to compare them yep. as far as, like, who's the greatest DCAU villain. But as far as, like, the, you know, the biggest of the big bads, the galaxy-spanning threats, yep. it's like you don't get better than Darkseid, I think, in the DCAU. And Michael Ironside in this episode is so good. Uh, from the part one where he's playing, like, proud dad... Of his conquering hero son, really good. Um, to you know, once once Superman leaves to conquer Earth, he's talking about how he and Granny are talking about how you know either the Earth will be destroyed or Superman will be destroyed, and so it's like either way they win. And in the chaos, Darkseid will will come will come to Earth to uh, to give them guidance, and that's a way he can avoid. He's always he's so good at finding ways to not break that treaty mm-hmm. with uh, with New Genesis that they set up and I appreciate that level of like continuity. Yep. And if they're there every time we've seen Darkseid since Apocalypse now he's justified why he's not the one really doing the invading. He's not the one making the destruction exactly. happen. He's just, you know, he, he he can always play himself off as a as sort of a passive a passive force and it's just the master chess player there is. Yep. Is really well done, and and Michael Ironside's performance is such a huge part of that. He does he does so great too. I know we both appreciate the fact that he just hates Calabac so much. Yes. He doesn't miss a chance to put him down. Say, I, I can't believe I can't, we're related by blood. Or Superman something. busts in and knocks out Calabac with one punch, <laughs> and he's yeah. I can't believe that's that he's blood uh, <laughs> when he's looking out and watching the clouds glow red as Superman's just eviscerating the army of Parademons. He delivers ah oh, the the prodigal son is returned yes so like so 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 good not not so yes greatest as far as galaxy threatening villains flip side we I mentioned it briefly before but Clancy Brown man oh he's holy tremendous moly, he's great in this episode there's a great interaction he has a lot of interaction with General Hardcastle being the being the guy in his ear that's we have to kill Superman we have to do it yes. now we have to put this to an end. And their interactions together are extremely good. There's some Superman interacting with Lex, where Superman finally gets to punch Lex yes, in the Superman face. Superman's under the red sun, so he doesn't have to worry about you know crushing him. So that was so that was so satisfying. Which is also paid off at the end when Lex has his jaw wired shut as he's being interviewed by the TV cameras. Really, 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 really good. Uh, yeah, I so Liam, I I don't know how you can't give this a ten. I gave ten out of ten for, for voice acting. 
Yeah, and I also gave voice acting 10 out of 10. And of course, we I haven't actually mentioned him as of yet, but Tim Daly, I think this is obviously one of his best episodes as Superman. It ended up being, for the time being, his final appearance as Superman. Mm-hmm. He's obviously come back quite a few times over the years to voice him for various uh, animated movies and a couple of video games. So, uh, you know, we, we've talked, we've gone back and forth uh, a few times about the, the new Burn versus Daly, but mm-hmm. I'm okay with letting him coexist. You know, yeah, Tim sure. Daly, Tim Daly in this episode, there's a great back and forth between him and Darkseid where he punches Darkseid and says... That was for Dan Turpin. I was about to bring that up. It's so funny you said that. And, uh... That's for Dan Turpin. Who? The good man you murdered. Had I known one human's death would pain you so, I would have killed more. And Darkseid says, if I knew killing one human was going to bother you so much, I would have killed more. It's so good. It's so well done, and that's... Credit to the writers who are Paul Dini and Rich Fogel wrote both parts of this, by the way. Um, just, it's a great line, and it's delivered. They're, the back and forth between Tim Daly and Michael Ironside is so good. And in that final scene, it's 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 Luke Skywalker and the Emperor. It's it's that type of just visceral hatred between this force of good and this completely evil but almost untouchable uh, foe. It's... It, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, so I guess, Liam, that brings us to our final scores. And that, totaling mine up, I come up with a final score of 35 out of 40, which, going back to last week, bad episode jar. <laughs> it's funny, the same two guys that wrote that episode yes. also wrote this episode. So as much crap as we gave Fogelandini for last week's episode, yeah. this week's episode is, again, in the upper echelon of... The Superman episodes. Yeah, absolutely. So what and, was your final score? And my final score is a very, very strong 38 out of 40. This is a rarefied error. I was going to say, that's, pro- that's not only is that top Superman episode, it's top probably top five episodes we've done yeah, so far. Yeah, I, I think so. So so out of 60, not too many are in those upper upper 30s, yeah. to almost touching 40, close to close to perfect. So, yeah. That's that's awesome. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Rewatch abs- I don't think oh, there's any question. 100%. Watch this episode. You can't skip this episode. Even if it even if it didn't connect into Justice League and all that, it would still be a great watch just because of it does work as a finale in the sense that it does make sense that Superman versus Darkseid would sort of be the final conflict of the series after it had been set up for so long. Yep. Um, and like I said, it's just such a great performances from the voice cast. It's wonderful animation, wonderful visuals. It's well written. It's everything. The music, the music is fantastic. It's just it's everything about these that makes these uh, cartoons so great. The reason we do this podcast, the reason we've been fans for so long, it's all of those elements coming together to, uh, you know, if it's not perfect, it's darn near perfect. So I would agree. Yeah, don't don't skip this episode <laughs> ever. Ever. <laughs> if you're watching through it. So definitely check it out. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. That wraps up our month of June here. We're crazy to crazy thing feels like we just started the month of june Liam. no kidding but we're here already through the month of june we're starting a new month next week liam do you want to give them a little preview of what we're going to be starting next week yeah well as we have been alluding to throughout this episode and how there are threads followed up on in uh, future series next week we are starting uh, for the first time we'll be reviewing episodes from the second season 
of Justice League. Still not doing Unlimited yet, but we're going to start in the second season. And we're going to be starting with that season two premiere, which is Twilight Parts 1 and 2, which happens to feature a little character called Darkseid, also Brainiac. A lot of Superman the Animated Series follow-up packed into that episode, Twilight. So really excited to get back into Justice League look at some of those awesome Season 2 episodes as uh, as we keep rolling through. Awesome. Cannot wait. Don't forget, check out DCAUReview.com. We have the whole archi- archive up there. You can check out our past episodes where we covered episodes with Darkseid, our past episodes with Lex, and some of our other favorite top-ranked episodes. I have to put a new category in there for our yeah. top-ranked episodes, too. So uh, definitely check that out. Also, don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcast, to name a few. Also, don't forget, check Liam out. He's our Twitter guru. Check him out at DCAU Review. Tweet at him. Give us your thoughts of this. How do you like Legacy? What are your thoughts on this story? How do you feel about us moving towards some, some more Justice League? Where does Darkseid rank on your on your personal DCAU villain list? Yeah, that's a good, good, darn good question right there. We'd love to hear your thoughts, but send all your feedback to Liam at DCAU Review on Twitter. So until next week, I'm Cal. And I'm Liam. And we'll talk to you on the next episode of the DCAU Review. Bye-bye.